Shalom. Shalom. I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Most High Yahweh, and we do so by Hashem Yahweh Shah, man. And welcome to another podcast. Welcome to another podcast, man. Today, 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 we are going to be doing uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, right? 1 John chapter 2, verse 2. Um, 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, man, is, is a scripture that I have been hearing lately from Christians when it comes to arguments, debates, um, reasoning, etc. And, you know, I think this isn't going to be, hopefully, it won't be a very uh, long podcast. Every time I say that, you know, something's going to be a, a, a long or this won't be a long podcast, it always becomes a long podcast. So I need to stop saying that. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to be talking about First uh, John chapter 2, verse 2, right? Let's go to it. First John chapter 2. Let's actually read verse 1, right? First John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you. That ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, right? Verse 2. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world, right? And they go to that scripture. Their favorite scripture to go to is verse 2, right? When all this is talking about, it's just, it's just talking. Okay, verse one, I mean, it's very simple. Is that we should not sin. And if we do sin, that we have an advocate with the Father, right? So that's pretty much all it's saying. It's just saying, don't sin. If you sin, we are going to have an issue with the Father, right? Then in verse two, it says, and he is the propitiation for our sins, right? So he, so Jesus Christ, Yahushua is the person that died for our sins, right? He's the one that took uh that took the, p- the punishment for our sins and has taken us away from being a slave of just works, but gave us grace and also has saved us, right? The people of Israel. But a lot of Christians go here and they say and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, I say this millions of times. If you guys want to go check out my podcast about John 3.16, about the world, and also, I, I think I got two podcasts about John 3.16. Go check that out, right? First off, I want everybody to understand this. World doesn't always mean world. Just like all doesn't mean all. Just like saved doesn't mean always saved. Right. Just because we see world here. A lot of people believe that this is actually talking about the world. Right. A lot of people be talking about how this is the world. Now, if you look at this. If you look at this world in. um, In the coordinates, it's cosmos. Right. So it's cosmos. So if we go to the concordance to outline biblical usage of this word, cosmos, which means world, the first usage of this word is 
and APT. I I'm, still don't know what that means. And Homerus Arrangement Constitution Order Government. Right? This is the usage for Cosmos. And the second you usage for Cosmos is, of course, the ornament, uh, decro, uh, decro. Uh, decoration, decoloration, or whatever that means, basically talking about the actual world, right? So, this doesn't mean the actual world. You just have to look at the context. And sometimes you really don't even need the context because the scripture actually tells you, right? It actually tells you in John in in first John chapter two, verse two, who the world is in verse two. It actually tells you. And before I even go deep into this, I just want to say this real quick, right? That if anybody tries to use this, if anybody tries to use this scripture, on anybody that has the biblical understanding of the Bible is not going to succeed. This scripture is really not hard to 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 really dissect. I love when Christians or anybody tells me, "Well, what about First John two and two? I love that, right? So, first and foremost, let's just read it. Let's read it and dissect it. It says, and he is the propitiation for our sins. For whose sins, right? Everybody would say, well, Christ died for the whole world, right? Christ died for the whole world. Christ died for this type of people. He died for everybody. Then they go to John 3.16. The problem with John 3.16 is that you cannot go to John 3.16 proving that God died for the whole world when that wasn't even my question, Right? My question was, who did Christ die for, right? Everybody would reply, well, he died for the whole world, John 3, 16. I didn't say the world. I'm talking about who did he specifically died for, right? And he specifically died for the Israelites, right? Let's go to Acts, favorite chapter. Right. Let's go to Acts uh, chapter five, verse 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on the tree. Verse 31. Him have God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Right. So Christ, Yahweh died for the sins of the Israelites so they can repent. And have forgiveness for their sins. So that's what we have to truly understand. And then let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew 15. I just wanted to address this real quick. I don't want to really go deep into this. But I just wanted to just get this out the way real quick. Matthew 15 and 24. But he answered. Red leather, he but he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Of course, we should know that Christ only came to die 
for the Israelites. He did not come to die for everybody. He came to die for the Israelites specifically just for the Israelites. And a lot of people say, oh, well, Christ died for everybody. Christ died for this human. Christ died for that human. No, he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Right? And that's what we have to do. Now, everybody says, well, if he died for Israel and only Israel, then what was the whole mission for Christ to even come then? Right? And let's go to Acts, the third chapter. Let's go to Acts, the third chapter. Let's, let's go to Acts, the third chapter, verse 18. It says, but those things which God before have showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he have so fulfilled. So what is this talking about? Simple. This is talking about how, how God, right, is talking about the Most High God sent Christ on the earth so Christ could fulfill everything that the prophets of old stated. That's all that verse 18 is talking about, is that Christ is going to fulfill everything that was said in the Old Testament for him to do. And that's something that we need to really understand and really, really sink in. Right? So let's go back to 1 John. Since we know about uh, who Christ came for. Right? Let's go to 1 John 2. Oh. There we go. Okay. And he is the propitiation for our sins. So, of course, we go here. And I just proved that Christ died for the Israelites, right? He died for their sins, right? And not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, here's another thing that I would like to say. Like I just said, we're going to break this down. I just wanted to clarify. I just wanted to clarify and I just wanted to say that Christ died for the Israelite sins. I just wanted to get that out the way real quick. Right. So now we have to. So now we have to. Understand. And now we have to dissect the sins part. Right. What is sin? According to the Bible. What is sin according to the Bible, guys? Do y'all know? Y'all should know. Everybody should know. First John, the third chapter, verse four. Whosoever committed sin transgressive also the law, for the sin of the transgressive of the law, or for sin is transgressive of the law. Right? So that is what sin is. So I have a question for y'all before I type this in. If sin is transgressive of the law, then how can the other nation sin? Let me repeat this. If sin is transgressive of the law, because this is talking about the Mosaic law, then how is it? How is the other nations, how can they sin when the commandments was not for them? Now, the only laws that are that are uh, that are for everybody is the universal laws which are the simple Ten Commandments, right? 
Those are the universal laws that are given that everybody has, that every nation has, even the Israelites, right? So that's what we need to understand is, is that even though that uh, we have a universal law, the rest of the law was given to the Israelites. But the simple Ten Commandments are in the Torah as well, right? But we're not talking about the Ten Commandments. We're talking about the whole law, right? The whole law is given to the Israelites. You don't believe me? Let's go to... Let's go to Psalms. Let's go to Psalms. Let's go to Psalms 147. Right? Like I said, this isn't going to be a a crazy podcast. This is going to be a very simple podcast. Right? 147. I hope you guys cannot hear my dishwasher. <laughs> anyway, let's go to Psalms 147. One, uh, Psalms 4, 147, verse 19. He showed his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Right? So his law, statutes, and, and, and commandments were only given and shown to Jacob, which is Israel. Right? Verse 20. He have not dwelt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. So the Most High God was never with these other nations. And he never will be. Right? He was never with the other nations. And the other nations didn't even know his Laws, statutes, and commandments. And that's something that we need to really understand as well. Right? We need to re really understand that the laws were not given to the other nations. So let's go to this verse too. Let's go to Romans. Actually, no. Let's go to Deuteronomy, right? Let's go to Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. And 8. When the Most High divided the nations, their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. Right? So when the time of... Oh, man. Oh, just keep yawning. So when he separated the sons of Adam, right, which is the Tower of Babel, he set he separated the uh the sons of Adam. When he done that, right? When he done that, what happened? Verse nine: For the Lord's portion is his people; Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. So, when the Most High divided the nations, he gave every nation their own inheritance, right? When he did that, he gave everybody their own idols, their own uh, customs, their own anything. The Most High God did this, right? 
So he separated every nation to do whatever they wanted to do. But his portion was his people, which are the Israelites. So how can so how can Christ how can Christ come for everybody or not even come for everybody but how can he save the whole world but the other nations were never with the most high I say this all the time It's impossible for the other nations to be with the most high God when they were never with the most high God Right. So now let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans nine. Romans nine, Romans nine and four, who are Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption, the glory, the giving of the covenants uh, or sorry, and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. So everything that is given to the Israelites is all of these things. All of these things. Nothing was given to the other nations, to the heathens. That's something we need to really dissect in our brains to certain Christians, certain people, whatever the case may be. This is something that we need to understand and really dissect. Not everybody can be saved. And first John and first John, actually, first John two and two is not talking about that. It's not talking about the whole world because the whole world was not even with the most high. Not even the nations. So what is 1 John 2 and 2 actually talking about? It's actually talking about that Christ died for the sins of the Israelites. It's very simple. He didn't die for the whole world. He died for what he was meant to die for, which were his people, the Israelites. That is prophecy. The other nations are not going to be saved. Like I said before, and I say this again and again and again, if the other nations need to be saved, what do they need to be saved from? If anybody would say the other nations has salvation, what does the nations need to, what does the other nations that are not Israelites, what do they need to be saved from or deli delivered from when they were never with the most high even they wasn't even with Christ so i just wanted to make this quick little podcast about you know uh first john and 2 and 2 uh maybe uh maybe next time you know i'll have something longer i'll probably have a lesson or i'll probably have you know uh do a re do a uh response or whatever but until next time shalom Peace.